This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonix Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Potterooney. Um, uh, this week I'm talking to Joanne McNally, who's a new act on the scene and she's uh, on Republic Telly. So uh, I just, it's just uh, three days ago um, that Frank Kelly um, passed away and um, I went out to see him last October to interview him for this podcast um, he was just a brilliant man he was really polite and funny and just um, had he was quiet and polite and uh, at the same time every now and then some madness that you could would come out with that you, you, you see it in his character see it in uh, um, uh, Father Jack and also in the character Parnell Mooney that he did in Hall's Pictorial Weekly because I was re- I called him up and I was looking for his address and he was giving me the address and then just he said well you'll uh, you'll see the house because I'll be standing in the front garden naked with a copy of the Irish Times sticking out of my arse just and uh, it, that's the kind of mad kind of humour that he had and he was a great man he worked hard for his family as well seven kids and uh, he uh, worked all over Ireland driving all over Ireland when the roads were shit as well no motorways doing gigs and writing a weekly thing for the Glen Abbey show for years and years and at the same time doing uh, occasional plays in the Abbey very hard working man very nice man and uh, it's very sad to hear that he's passed away Um, yeah okay well just have a listen to John McAnally You sound great. Okay, cool. Do you have a good gig? You, I saw your gig last night. It was brilliant. Well, it was my first time in the laughter lounge. Yeah. I wouldn't. It wasn't like a ripper. But I, well, I've, I've. It's a Thursday night. They're quiet on a Thursday. Yeah. Know. It's funny. Yeah, mm. I enjoyed. I'm. I. I was so weird. I was more excited about getting into the laugh. It felt like a bigger, like win than kind of anything I've done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, know why. Even TV stuff. Yeah, it's it was like feel it feels like real credible stand-up stuff. Like R- you're an actual stand-up comedy comedian now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I actually do know what you mean because I remember uh, when I was asked by the hot presser, "Oh, what's the mo- your proudest moment?" This is about fucking years ago, and I'd done Father Ted, but I'd just done this big gig up in Belfast. But I was supporting some English act. But I put that down as my proudest which one? moment. Oh no! Be- which which was your proudest moment? The gig. The gig. Yeah. Uh, because it was I think it's because it's all yours you know yeah. what I mean it's your stuff yeah you're doing it and it's hard to get into the laughter lounge is it yeah yeah you see you don't know you see no. you're you know swinging out of that place but uh, as a new stand up it's hard enough to get in yeah oh uh, okay like okay. I Grant books it is it is it Grant, Grant? yeah I don't yeah. know I texted Peter the last time yeah you're like let us in whereas I've been like 
can I come in? Can I come in? Can I come in? And then they have to, they came and saw one of my gigs. And oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. I think you've got a great, uh, really good stage presence, and you're not afraid to talk to the audience. A lot of you, a lot of young acts are afraid yeah. to do that. You know, I love the improv stuff. Yeah, I think that's yeah. actually, and I'm in danger of. I love it so much mm. that I don't, almost don't like going into my material. Then now, last night I didn't really do a huge amount of the improv stuff, mm. but like when I did my own Whelan show, yeah. I'd say half of it was improv. Mm. I think it's a sign of a. I remember watching. I remember seeing Dara O'Brien before I was going into stand-up I, and yeah. PJ had just um, suggested I try it and he was like we're, we were starting to tour together in like two weeks time or something yeah. so I was looking at Daryl Brian gig through the eyes of someone who was about to do this thing Yeah, yeah. and he just talked to the audience for like so much of it and yeah. I, as a punter I was like that's the strongest bit of the show because it's like it's right in the moment yeah. if you react it's wish that's what people want in a comedian mm. and like you don't even have to really say that much Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like Dara wasn't really... Wasn't it? It's just like... Some strangers you just kind of repeat back what they say and it's, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's just, But it's cool. I, I love crowd interaction and sometimes they, Jesus, they write the show themselves, the stuff they come yeah. out with. Yeah, and it's more enjoyable, I guess, because you, you're not doing the same stuff every night then and you're like exactly. it. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but then you have to commit to your material as well as in like... Because the material that I find doesn't get the same reaction because they love... I think the crowd love being talked to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's true, actually. Sometimes, yeah, and you've written this material for ages and you go, hang on, just me babbling away is getting a better reaction. a bigger laugh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's instantaneous and they feel like it's, that's only going to happen in that room that time. That night, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, no, I really like it. Yeah. Thanks, I'll do more of it tonight. I just wanted to get on the stage. You know, that was the first time I'd ever stood on the stage was when I was performing. Yeah. Usually when I'd go to a gig, I'd, I'd walk up on the stage beforehand so that I... It's not my first time on it when I'm oh, picking up the mic. Oh, uh, like before the audience come in. Yeah, yeah, just, just get a sense of it. Feel, feel for it. Yeah, 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 yeah but because yeah. um, a lot of the time when I was touring originally, I was doing theatres. Yeah. So you'd want to kind of see the stage or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. hopefully tonight now I'll be... I hopefully I'll have I didn't have a bad gig last no, night I really enjoyed it you had a great it. gig yeah, yeah, I had, uh, but I'd love a ri- I'd love a ripper gig yeah 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 yeah. well tonight Friday night is the mad night yeah. anyway, it's when people are really up for it yeah, yeah. so I'd be grand how was yours it went really well yeah I was pretty happy because I tried out a bit kind of want to completely revamp my set so uh, yeah I'm going to stay tonight and watch you do yours oh. I've never seen you do stand up before oh, have you not okay no. and then and I, I heard went- you're the fa- I heard you're the father of stand up comedy Oh, that's bullshit. The father of it? No, that no. You were the reason that it's all in theatres now, and that was all your. No, idea. no, no. That's Barry Murphy you're thinking of, surely. I was told it was him. Oh, brilliant. Well, whatever. Take the credit. I'll take it. Take I'll it. take it. Yeah. Fuck you, Barry Murphy. I'll keep the lie up as well. I'm the you. father. You're the godfather. There was some cigarette yeah. tour or something. Cigarette? Yeah, carols. Yes. <laughs> yeah, did, but did you not do carols? I did do it, but that's not. I'm not the reason it was done. Well, uh, according to the comedians, you are. Oh, well, I'll take it then. Yeah, Actually, it was me. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's the reason the stand-up comedy exists, <laughs> actually, at all. I wrote everyone's jokes yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Not Carl Spain <laughs> writing jokes for people uh, with me. No, yeah. That was about 100 years ago. I was living in in America and I just started doing it. <laughs> but no. he, he was saying though that um, originally you were it was your idea to take comedy out to theatres instead uh, of just clubs. Well, whoever said that, I don't know about that. Anyway, whatever. He's been humble. Okay, okay. My daughter is here, by the way. If you're She's listening, to eat She's eating a chocolate crepe. Yeah. And uh, we have at the moment, on her, her mouth is full of crepe and chocolate. She's trying to look Chew dig- away there, don't Trying to look dignified. Yeah, there's no <laughs> mic on you, you're grand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're from Roscommon, are you? No. No. So that, basically, I know, I, it was on the RTU website that I, I was from, I was a Roscommon Googled native. you. What happened was, yeah. I'm quite obviously from the accent and that's I'm what a, I thought I thought that's no worst common accent no. there. what's that about um, I was just I just met Dave McSavage there actually and he, yeah. every time I meet him he's like are we going to talk about how annoying your accent is and he's like I really wish you'd address it in your set and I was like Dave you saying the exact we saying the exact same he's like I don't sound like you you do anyway, uh, yeah David yeah. McSavage yeah. yeah so when he does an impersonation of me he just sounds it's just him it's just him pulling a different weird face yeah yeah but yeah. Um, <laughs> no I'm adopted so I was yeah. I was grew up in uh, Kalini and um, when I went to find my biological parents, mm. I was laughing because PJ had told me he was his parents were from Roscommon and I thought this was hilarious. Yeah. And when I went to visit my biological mother, she lived in Clare Galway. Wow. So I was 
you know, they showed me my original birth cert and I was originally mm. christened Katrina. And I, yeah. was, I was there to her going, wow, I can't believe my name's Katrina and I'm from Claire Galway, like in some parallel universe. And she was like, no, mm. actually, me and your father were both from Roscommon. And I was like, no way. Yeah. I was and like, PJ's what? adopted and from Roscommon. Yeah. It? So it turns out our parents' towns, they're like beside each other. That's bizarre. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? That is really bizarre. Yeah, That's it was bizarre. Like, ridiculously bizarre yeah I know <laughs> and we always joke because like and it would be embellished but like PJ came from this um, kind of real D4 uh, Roscommon yeah. family and I came from like, D4 Roscommon family yeah do you know what I mean they're the the like posh elves of Roscommon oh really yeah. yeah yeah. and I came from like totally normal heads yeah. and it's like we got adopted into opposite the opposite families, side even though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not pot to piss in but I sound like I'm loaded so it's great you do actually yeah, yeah. oh that's hilarious and yeah I, and then someone, you... reported, someone I saw it somewhere it was a Roscommon native and I was like I think I've driven through it once right 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 right. okay well then you know that's the thing about research I normally I, I don't sometimes I don't bother researching because I better find out the, the facts are better being told by the person I'm talking to yeah 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 of course because yeah. you get it wrong yeah. and so what did you uh, uh, when did you did you know you were adopted all the time you were growing up like all the uh, time yeah. like to the yeah. point where I thought everyone was adopted yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought really, yeah, yeah. like we all were and when my yeah. aunt um, got pregnant she lives in Kildare and apparently I asked my mum if she had to have her own babies because she's from the country because I thought it, it just you know civilised Dublin people don't have their own babies they yeah, just get other just, people's yeah, babies yeah we just take other babies <laughs> from other places and that she had that's, to have her own baby because she lived in the countryside <laughs> she, she couldn't afford to get one from somewhere else that's how <laughs> normal it was to make me. her own baby yeah, oh my like, god oh, how gosh, common I know peasants <laughs> uh, breeding their own children <laughs> but I it was so normal and I asked my mum actually once like how did I know all the time yeah. and she said we used to tell you every night yeah, you know, and yeah. it was this thing they loved you so much they loved you so much mm. that they gave you to us yeah, so we could she love gave you, you more. A, they told you in a nice way. They didn't go, "Good night, darling." By the way, you're adopted. No, <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> I've heard stories of that happening. Yeah, being sat down at like you read. I'm always reading about it in a woman's way. You mm. sit down. They are sat down at 18, and they're like, "Joe, you're adopted." Yeah, and then they they're like, "I always knew there was something," and you're like, "No, you don't." Uh, I always wanted to be adopted. I wanted to find out I was adopted. <laughs> Everyone fantasizes. I wanted that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, when I realised there was social cur- like when I when I realised that not everyone was adopted and that I I was it was kind of only me in my class. Mm. I realised there was social currency in being adopted because I'd say it and then th- like people were interested to oh know. God, yeah, yeah, it was unusual. Mm. So I used to like kill off my parents and like mm. I, you know they'd be like why and I I would say that they died in a plane crash or yeah. I would just make shit up. <laughs> yeah. And I remember standing in the yard in school and there's a group of people like standing in front of me and I'm just telling them lies kind of what good I do now for a job yeah 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 yeah, yeah. performing lies about where I came from and making up all sorts of shit like they were from Russia like everything I could have said anything it was great You could, you have kind of a Russian look about you. I do. You someone do. else said that to me. Also, someone else told me recently uh, I look like Glenda Gilson. Glenda Gilson. And I misheard oh, yeah. them and right. I thought they said that I look like Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> and I got really offended. <laughs> I got really, I was like, what? It was a loud bar. It'd be funny if you found out he was your real father. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, I know my real father is, but he he's not, at, he's not taking my calls. Is he not? Oh. Well, I've emailed him a couple of times. He's not having it like. Wow. Yeah, I know. And that's kind of... How do you feel about that then? At the time, it all felt really important. Like, Mm. growing up... Because I loved performing and I loved writing, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. And it was a big part. It's a big part of me. And there's no one else in my family into it. Mm -hmm. And um, they're all kind of, like, legal people or accountants, that kind of stuff. So I... I, And because you're adopted, you can daydream all you want that you come from this acting mm. dynasty. Yeah, like, You know, yeah. your mother's Linda Martin and your father's Johnny Logan. That's I wanted my mother to be twink. That's not an acting dynasty. I wanted that my mother to be twink. W- yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, because I used to go, I wanted to be in the Billy Barrys. Like, I wanted to do oh, all really? that stuff. Yeah. And um, so, but it was kind of not seen as like, it was a ho- very much like a hobby. You know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah. have been seen as a career. So I used to, when I went to meet them, when I went to meet her. Your mother, your real mother. Bio mom, we call her. Bi- yeah, Mary's her name. Uh, she was like so normal. Like just lovely woman. Just yeah. a lovely woman. But like really normal, you know, works in a chemist. I was like, where, where does the... All the drama thing come from? Yeah, and from she's like, I've no idea. No? I don't know. Because your family. granddad liked reading books. 
That's Do you know what it, I mean? Yeah. Which was actually the nicest thing that happened because she, I was going down looking for like a blueprint of what I should do with my future. Yeah. You know what I mean? If she'd been... And what age doing, were you when you did this? Oh, this is only in January. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, January last year. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. and I was just starting stand-up. Yeah. And kind of going like, what am I... If, if I'd gone down and she'd been big in pantos, I would have been like, right, pantos is what I'm supposed to be doing. Do you know that way? Right, right, right. So when I went down and there was nothing to mimic as So like you didn't think, uh, I definitely want to work in a chemist. It wasn't like that. Because cause I was like, I definitely... <laughs> she she actually worked in insurance originally. Oh, She's kind of mathematical. And mm-hmm. my half-brother is um, an actuary. Oh yeah, for insurance people. Yeah, yeah. and like oh. I, like I'm borderline numerically dyslexic. Like, and is he adopted as well? No, or? no. So he's okay. like, he, right. sorry, my my home brother is adopted. My half brother Dan. Oh, your half brother that uh, your Clark biological Boy. mother's. I know son. it gets confused. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He is an actuary, so it, not even in the blood there isn't. There's nothing. Um, drama or whatever. No, nothing. Or and it was actually this. the best thing that ever happened because then I was like, oh, I just have to kind of make my own path do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, there's yeah. no one to mimic it's actually brilliant yeah. and my f- biological father is an electrician and he is based in Australia and uh, but he's not he's why not. would he not be I'd say know? he probably hasn't told like he hasn't told, he's got a family and he doesn't I'd say they don't know like yeah. she like Mary you know was saying like he never even asked if you were a boy or a girl he just she was like I'm pregnant and he was like oh really yeah he left he emigrated <laughs> Jesus yeah Becker. Yeah, I'm responsible for emigration. Yeah, so she went through it all herself. So she, you know, isn't a big fan of his anyway. Yeah. So she isn't surprised. She's like, mm-hmm. he's a dick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the time I was like, you know, it felt important that he would acknowledge me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then now it doesn't feel important at all. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't feel important now. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go to Australia and meet him. No. Be nice if you acknowledge my existence, but then where do you go from there? And then I know stories about people who do find their biological fathers or whatever, and then you're kind of locked into this relationship that potentially you don't really want. Mm-hmm. Do you know that way? Yeah. And it comes well, like, with a lot of obligation. And I guess. And uh, your relationship, your biological mother is is great, or you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We're still in kind of contact. Yeah. We so. dip. We dip in and out. It was. It's. It's hard. It's a weird one. Because yeah. I think. She, or your expectations are different. Yeah, I don't remember the process. She does, of course. Yeah. You know, she went through it by herself. Yeah, must have been a traumatic time. Yeah, and like mm. no one knew, like not her brothers, sisters. Oh, really? She told a friend, but her parents they died not knowing. Yeah. Like, so when you come back, then it's kind of trying to just like your manager both your expectations of what's really going to happen with this, like mm. how much contact can we really have and I know that mm. she got really pissed off at me uh, several times because I hadn't been in touch but I, like I my own mother gets pissed off at me because I'm never in touch with her do you know what I mean yeah. like it was just the expectation how, of how is this going to work and how do, how do your parents feel about you contacting well my her? dad died when I was 16 oh, okay. but my mum uh, my mum yeah she was like she was like I'll always support you doing it yeah. um, but I, it was hard for her I don't think she really told me how hard it was but it was yeah. hard for her but yeah. she was happy for me that Mary is so nice um, yeah. but I think she you know if I'd suddenly started kind of like zipping down to Claire Goy every weekend I think mm. my mum would have been Yeah it'd be tough Yeah it, it would be brought you up I Yeah suppose. I remember I read uh, Phil Linnett's uh, mother's book Philomena Linnett's book Oh yeah about, And she had three uh, kids uh, uh, Phil Linnett was the only uh, boy that she kept Two were adopted Out? Uh, like as in she's had two kids and had, and they had were, them all for adopted they No were, way Yeah and they were Three, so she had three kids, three different, three different dads, yeah. And um, one of them, I think her daughter, one of the daughter contacted her, and they kept in contact, but she never told her adoptive parents that she was. She thought it would hurt them, yeah. So she was in contact with her biological mother and not, and didn't tell her. Yeah, God, it's parents, like you're having an is, affair. Yeah, you know what I mean. W- like, I, like yeah. I do. I remember, like even, um, you know, Mary would be texting me. Mm. you know and I'd be on the couch and at the time I was living in my mother's house mm-hmm. and I wouldn't you know I wouldn't say that it was Mary texting me yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. I just didn't want her knowing that we were in contact I don't know it was weird it's a really weird process and mm-hmm. you have no way of training for it or you just kind of have to take it as it comes and yeah. 
see where it lands, you know. So we're still doing that. Right, right, right. We're still doing that. And so where did you grow up then? You, Kalini. Kalini. And yeah. uh, you have one brother, is that what you're saying? One brother, Connor, yeah, he's and adopted he's, as well. And he's adopted as well. Yeah, two of us. We look like polar opposites. He's yeah. small with brown skin, brown hair, brown eyes. Like he's not, he's Irish um, mm, ethnicity, mm. but he, he's very sallow skinned. Yeah. Mm. Um, but... And then from day one, you were uh, always into performing, were you? It was yeah. just like something that... Drama, writing, drama mm. and writing. And yeah. Poetry, I used to do those fetches, do you know that kind of stuff? Yeah. Speech and drama, I did that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was good at it only because I was the loudest person. I also remember the key was to project your voice and I can't mm. not project my voice. I probably don't even need this mic. <laughs> but, so I used to win loads of them, but it was only because I was the loudest person on the stage. Right, right, right. You know? right. But it's like a lot of uh, actual, actual stand-up comedians haven't done that thing Are you, really? uh, yeah I've interviewed a few here like I don't Eleanor Tiernan excuse me uh, God, like like you know just it just was in their 20s I think she started so how did you like how did you decide you wanted to be a stand-up comedian well even me yeah I started off in a ba- I was in a band at school and then when I left school working for a while and then this other guys asked me to join a band it was kind of very gradual I was in a band for about five years then I started doing double act with Paul Tyler where we just wore wig we did character stuff yeah sketches and then uh, eventually uh, towards around when I was 30 I started doing stand-up okay yeah so it was very gradual because I, I don't think I could have gone straight in stand-up is fairly you're out there like you're in there's nothing between you and the audience yeah not like in a band you've you're, you've, you know you've got yeah. five lads or four lads with you or something see my first kind of um, performance mm. experience as an adult yeah was in singlehood and that was me standing up telling stories about myself uh, Singlehood's this uh, uh, play, is it? Yeah, and, so and, it's like, and, a, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a show, I guess. And it was, mm-hmm. Una McEvitt directed it. She asked, uh, it was her idea that I get involved with it, but she, mm. it was so, it's half real people and I was a real person and then half comedians. Yeah. And so you're kind of telling other people's relationship stories and you're telling your own relationship stories. Right. So from day one, I was, I've never played anything. Uh, I've never performed as anyone else oh, except myself yourself. on stage. But how did you, sorry, can you just go back before that? Yeah. Where are you doing acting before that? No. No. So you, you, did you go to college then after school? Or? Yeah, went to college, went, did my arts degree. What? Arts degree. Did a master's in public relations. Yeah. Worked for MCD, then worked for Think House, which is a youth communications agency. And I was working on like beer brands and Vaseline and right. like basically is in the will to live. Uh, and you weren't doing any performing? Nothing. And then so how, do, how did you get uh, roped into single, single Singlehood um, Una McEvitt I remember standing outside mm. we, were, we were down the electric picnic and Una is the older and slightly terrifying sister of my best friend Okay. and Una you know was I just remember growing up she was really opinionated and mm. like, I was terrified of her mm. and um, she was like look I'm writing this show she's a, she's a director obviously mm-hmm. and she's like look I'm writing this show I'm putting together this show and you know I think you know maybe it would be of interest to you mm. would you like to do it and straight away I was like yeah 100% right, cool. but, and then it kind of turned into it was it was it was a success as such in the, in the, in the fact that we could tour it mm. um, so that kept me going but I was just doing that at weekends I was still working in PR yeah alright yeah yeah and then it was it was so but that was a big success wasn't it well, you could tour it. I mean, that's yeah, that's the thing. We toured yeah. it like, so yeah. it's great. Yeah. But um, and uh, then, and it's where you, you, you interviewed. There was Fox Pops from people. They talked about relationships, and then that was kind of the. Act. And I would tell my, I'd be like, what I'm lads, I'm into yeah. the first guy I kissed. What happened? Right. And um, one of the lads dropped out, and mm. PJ Gallagher was recast as him. Yeah. And that's he was like you should try stand up and I was like as if and he's like you're actually yeah. already doing it you just don't realise right, yeah, you yeah. are because there's six people stand, sitting behind you but when you're up you're telling guys yeah, you're, you're getting you're laughs like about, that's yeah. what you're doing yeah. Um. So, mm. so yeah so I was kind of prepped for it if you know what I mean yeah 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 and so yeah. then when was your first but gig you can never really be prepped prepped no, no. I mean, there's nothing like being there in front of the audience. Yeah, who on your can, own. Who can heckle? It's not like being in a theatre, I suppose. Yeah, it's a pub where mm. people have a few drinks. Yeah, and they can easily yeah, get involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so um, what happened then? Oh, yeah. So that was. So he was like, try start. He was like, go down to the halfpenny. Yeah, and do three minutes. Mm. And I was like, because I'd know aspirations to be a comedian like I was yeah. this was still just a hobby it was something I was doing part time yeah. the, the show Singlehood mm. and I was like no I'm not going to do that 
Mm. It's just not in me. Like, yeah. and he's like, look, I'm going to give you an opportunity. He's like, I'm going on tour. He was about to start his concussion tour and yeah. Eric Lawler was supporting him. Yeah. And he's like, come on the tour. You know, you can do, you know, a couple of minutes each night, mm. get some stage time, whatever. And I was like, grand, that's what I'll do. So, mm. and in hindsight, wow, like what what an amazing opportunity. opportunity yeah. Um, but I probably didn't really see it for what it was at the time. I was like, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I go on the tour? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Why wouldn't I go on the van with the lads? Mm. But Jason Byrne did it for him. Oh, yeah. He brought him on. Yeah. 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 And yeah, Tommy so Ternan like brought Eleanor actually. On, on tour, on with, tour him. with him. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like a tr- an internship almost really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that is a part of comedy is that the old, older or more experienced comedians do try and bring young yeah. people through. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're a nice person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is something you can kind of, because to be a good comedian, you need stage time. That's all you need. Yeah. Stage time. And a sense of humour. Well, you do. You need to be good. Yeah. You can be, if you're shit, it doesn't matter how yeah. much stage time you get. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was actually but, doing a, a gig uh, on show the other weekend and, yeah. um, the other week and there's a comedy um, school like a court I said to the first lad in the, r- r- lad in the first row I was like what, what do you do and he's like I'm mm. studying I said what are you studying and he said stand up comedy yeah and I was like are you serious <laughs> and he had notes and all with him yeah and he, he I was like who is teaching you who is teaching you how to do stand up and he mm. said your man's name and I said well I've never heard of him so that'll be a lesson to you and then the guy down the back goes I'm him ah uh, <laughs> yeah there. well you just know that the guy who's shit at comedy will be the guy who's going to teach comedy. They say, they say. <laughs> like, I don't think you can teach it. You can't. Now, funny enough, I actually, last Tuesday, I was teaching a group of Norwegians stand-up comedy in a... <laughs> I know, but that's because it pays money. We're like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. Go a, I'd go up and teach a master's course in an MCIT <laughs> if I thought I could get away with it. But it's one of those yeah. things, it's instinct. A lot, I think stand-up is yeah. instinct. You can't well, teach instinct. You can teach people who want to do it for the crack. Yeah. But I don't think you can teach someone to be a good... Com- yeah, you can teach you stagecraft. Know. And actually, yeah. there's a comedian yeah. that um, she's... She, she's kind of like, you know the way she she studies comedy like she reads books on it and everything yeah I'm like wow that's I could sh- I should probably do something who, like that who does that Gronia McKeever yeah oh right yeah. So she's I, kind I've of, never she, done that she either. approaches it like a course yes like I know there is a, I'm not a fan of this but there are techniques I believe and I know some comedians you can tell by the way their material that they are studying it because they reincorporate stuff they do things like reveals and all that yeah but yeah yeah I just don't for me, that's not what it's about. Yeah. I think it should be instinctual. You you realise you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without having yeah. studied Because when it. I wrote my first mm. set, which is clearly the one I'm still rocking, uh, <laughs> but it's a bit bigger now, I came off and, and Eric was like, oh, look at you, you've got you've got a callback. And I was like, what's a callback? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, you've called back to a joke. You know what I mean? You've brought something forward from another joke. You've yeah, finished you finished on it. You do it without thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I was like, I hadn't, I didn't know that that was what that was. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I'm sick of telling that joke though. I'm like, I I need to write new stuff. Ah, you're, how long have you been? You've only been doing it for a year. For a year, Jesus, you're skyrocketing to. Yeah, it's been a wild uh, year, all right, Jim. To fame and fortune. Well, fame, absolutely, I mean. yeah. Fame is in. <laughs> women are like, was I in school with you? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Now one's your fucking. It's Ireland. No one gives a shit about that. Well, how how did you end up then doing Republic Italy? Did I? So, um, I. Me and PJ wrote separated at births. Oh yeah, so what's that about? What's so that? that's when we figured out. Oh, about you, adoption your when, own story. Yeah, um, there are our own adoption stories. Yeah, um, yeah, and kind of he inspired me to go and find my parents, and then the whole kind of yeah. the Ross Common thing and all that stuff. What was that phone? Did you ring him and go? Yeah, you I was like, believe. Yeah, this? I couldn't get over it. I thought it was just so funny. <laughs> and then the where where we both came from and it's so close they're so close yeah like. luckily you weren't related I know yeah <laughs> I was like oh, get related I was like let's see if we are related yeah and we yeah. were like looking it up and everything but yeah. we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't make ourselves related and then he was saying okay. he'd adopt me and all anyway look that was yeah, yeah. an odd conversation yeah but so we wrote separated birth and we toured that mm-hmm. and. We our first gig was in Vicker Street, um, mm. which is unusual for your first gig sure, because usually sure you is. you know work your way up to doing Vicker Street. But for whatever way it worked, I don't know how. It was PJ obviously sorted that. I don't know what happened mm. with that. But we didn't even know our lines. Like we we had to write it all on the cue cards on the dummy monitors on the front oh, yeah? of Vicker Street. So we started the show 
in the left hand side of the stage and mm. finished it like all the way over the other side so we could read as we, we could read as we were going along like yeah. but um, uh, Lisa Richards were there mm. um, and I got signed then off the mm. back of that and then like it was like a week later they rang me and they are like Republic Italia are looking to replace Jennifer Maguire mm-hmm. go on in for an audition grand and um, then it was like come back in for another audition and I was like really? okay cool and I was like you got the job and I was like are you mad? That was it. That's cool. So it was very fast. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was so, it was nice because I mean it's great great to get the job anyway. Obviously, it's great to have a job. But I genuinely never thought I'd get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like who the fuck am I? Do you know what I mean? Like I was like as if I'm gonna get it. And I know that they were trying other people that aren't comedians, just like general ridey girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so did, they didn't they didn't know. Lisa Richard was saying to me like we don't know what way they're gonna go. That they might just cast you know, a kind of personality that's already known. Yeah. We don't even know if they're going to go with the comedian. Um, mm. But I was like, oh, it's great to be on a radar. Someone in there has asked me to come in. So I'm obviously on someone's radar. That's That was all I expected out of it. Yeah. And yeah, and then but I got they're pretty good at bringing in new talent, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. So what's it like? Are you, are you yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I wrote, I'm writing more of my own sketches this season. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's this kind of like, trying to bring more Republic of is real laddish it's like mm. you know yeah wank jokes and it guns is. and explosions and so <laughs> I'm trying to um, kind of bring some woman humour in it and it's yeah. gas because actually we were we were um, we wanted we're doing a sketch on first dates you know this show that's on Yes, first dates, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to we're writing a sketch about it and me mm-hmm. and the director both went off separately to write a sketch about it yeah. and and this is tip. This is what happens everywhere. It's not just Republic of Italy. Like the, the, his sketch was hilarious, but it had the woman me as the mentalist, and I'd written mm. it that the man was the mentalist, mm. and his mm. script had me like deep throat and bananas and all. And he, we were laughing. He was like, "I know." He's like, "It's just it's where you go when you've got the, a, your a boy brain. That's where you go." Yeah, but we're doing it. We're doing it where I'm the straight guy. Like yeah. I'm the, so it's kind of just little changes like that. But that's interesting, yeah, because uh, anytime I'm writing, say I was, write, I was writing a, a, a pilot sitcom script, and you, you kind of have to consciously write a good female part. Yeah. As a man, it's this conscious thing. You can't, it's hard. Because you know how men react. Yeah. So then you got to find, and then it's, it's usually and, and cliches. Is, I know, and try and not be cliched as mm. well, because you'll have you'll maybe just write the crazy mad ex girlfriend or something, you yeah. know, ridiculous. Like you'll always see. But I was uh, really amazes me that in oh some of the old movies, there's these men who have these crazy women who are after them and want to drag them to bed, and they're like, no. Oh. And it's like, that's so unrealistic. Yeah. Because most men would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, mean? I know. Yeah. Of course. Like, it would be like, uh, excuse me, yeah. no. <laughs> remember, don't put your dick in crazy. You're like, no, don't remember it. Down yeah. for this one. But uh, yeah, and it is, yeah. it's always that. And I, because I did singlehood as well, and I was for mm. a while, if there was anything on a chat show about single girls, or like I would get a call and it was great in the beginning because it was like, you know, work for me or whatever. But mm. I, I, then I was like, I don't, I don't want to be that like, it's just a cliche, that kind of single crazy girl who mm. drinks loads, even though it's the truth. That is what I do. But it's just, yeah. it's interesting for a public to be able to write stronger um Female sketches, I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, that'll only come if there's females writing sketches. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's hard. It's like, mm. and Shane, the writer who I get on with really well, and he's like, mm. you know, we have to get to really know you before we can write for you properly. Mm. You know, it's kind of, yeah. uh, you know, because we want to bring your personality into it as well as yeah. just having you act out other bits. So mm. it's basically, I'm really excited because I'm writing it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. And stand-up is going great for you too. Stand-up's going, stand-up's going Great job. You had your own show in Wheelands, did you? I did. I had my first own. own show. How yeah. long like that's how long on stage is that? Fifty. Fifty minutes. Yeah. Fair and play. That's why um I was doing a lot of improv because I think yeah, yeah. because I don't have yeah. fifty minutes of material. Um so that's why I was relying on the improv, but I love it. I love doing the improv. I'm gonna write I, the Irish Times women's podcast came and they recorded it and it's online now oh really so, the whole show pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. oh right, cool yeah so I that's yeah. kind of the kick up the ass now you have to, to write a new show then to write a new <laughs> yeah. show yeah and yeah. I booked um, 
Whelan's again for next year but I booked a bigger room now yeah. for next January so that's my aim is to write my um, our show and then hopefully I'll have to cancel that to book a bigger street but yeah. <laughs> are you going to do Edinburgh at all? Or? I know no, because I'm doing a show which um, in the Dublin Fringe here, which I'm they, we're not really I'm not really supposed to talk about it, but um, so that's on the week before. Yeah, yeah, Edinburgh. yeah, sure. So I'm not going to do. Oh, but do you know what I am going to do? Sorry, yeah, I'm lying to you. Yeah, sorry, Joe. I'm going to enter entering. So you think you're funny? Oh, are you? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enter. So you think you're funny? That's much easier. Then doing a show, doing like, a whole show, like a slog. Uh, it's a, it can make or break you, or it can do both, mm. make you and break you at the same time. Yeah, like twenty whatever shows in a row, and in the same venue, it's like going to work every day. Like, yeah. which is the whole reason you do stand up is because you didn't want to go to work. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like I should be on the Dell now. Why am I standing on stage again? But I'm. Hopefully, we're doing. Me and PJ are doing separated at birth in London in. The summertime, yeah, and I haven't seen that show. Is that like? Do you, how does that work? Is it a? Is it like a? Is there a story through it, or is it like a? Yeah, it's a. T- a, t- a t- uh, he says it's called a two-hander. Yeah, that's the lingo. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. We talk about our. It's but it's a comedy show, so we both yeah. we're both on stage at the same time for the whole show. Yeah, and yeah, it does. We kind of start talking about you know growing up and then our adoption stories and how different they were and how we met and how I you got me into stand up and all that kind of mm. stuff and then But what you take different you do a bit and he takes a back seat and yeah. or he just sits down or No, we just both just stand, stand for the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But there's movement as well. We move around and Yeah. Did you get a director in for it or we had Una but she she's mm. a co writer I guess because she was like there was nothing to direct. PJ won't even he's like, You want it like can we get a light? And he's like, Yeah, I have a light in my phone. Where do you want me to shine it? He won't put any production into anything. No. So yeah, it was, we were saying for London, Una was like, I don't give a fuck what PJ says. We're getting some fucking lights. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, we're not going to the Soho Theatre with just two comedians standing on stage with nothing else. Yeah. See, he's yeah. used to stand up and yeah. she comes from a theatre background, so she wants a bit of something drama or something. To look at on stage. Yeah, yeah, you know of what course, I mean? Yeah. Um but And did you go did you were you working with PJ when he kind of sorted out his whole nerves thing? No, that no. was Oh sorry, yeah, because the um when I my first gig up yeah. in the Hawkswell Theatre in Sligo. Sligo, yeah. And um, we had a camera crew with us because yeah. they were making a documentary about him getting over his... He suffered from unbelievable uh, stage fright. I just can't get my head around why he would do it. He says because he couldn't do anything else but I was like, that's not true. Why he would do stand-up because it was so hard for him to do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But he was brilliant on stage so he obviously knew it was working. Yeah. But what, about an hour or two hours beforehand he'd be just in bits. Like I don't even... Like like, I don't get that bad nerves yeah. but like last night I now I tell you're just so like relaxed <laughs> and confident I could, but last night now I was, I was were you? I was definitely but I was saying to myself I was like it's just adrenaline it's not actually ner- it's what you're supposed to have before you go out yeah, and yeah. perform yeah. but I was kind of going Jesus why do, I, why do we do this to ourselves <laughs> do yeah, you know what I mean yeah. sitting in the back room and I don't know how he did it like he was getting sick and all like yeah. I was a bit I went through that for a few years at the beginning yeah did you? Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing of uh, just before going on, I go, oh, uh, Jesus, I could just not do this gig. I could just go home, yeah. <laughs> relax. Yeah, I know. You're like, why am I doing this? But it would only last, it was only before I went on. And then the first laugh, great. Yeah. Everything's fine then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once well, you get the first laugh, though. then you're like. I mean, it's supposed to be the biggest fear people have is of. Well, uh, death and public speaking are the two biggest fears. I love them both. Both. You love Mad death, for death as well. Mad <laughs> for death. Real hobby of mine. Yeah, because um, yeah, often people would say like, you know, you, you got it as well. They're like, how I would, that's my worst nightmare. It's bad mm. enough. People, it's, it's bad enough. Like actors, mm. but actually having to get up. When I did this whole thing, this 24 hour plays in the Abbey thing, do you What's know this that? thing? No. So basically it's for Dublin Youth Theatre. It's like yeah. a, a charity event and they get, um, writers in and actors and directors and we the writers write a play and then we rehearse it all in a day and perform yeah. it that night on stage in the Abbey oh wow and um, it's a big thing it sells out every year and I think oh, they cool. made 18 grand for the charity this year and it was it was, and I was asked to do it and I was like brilliant this yeah. is the only way I'm going to get on stage in the Abbey is through some loophole about a charity <laughs> it's like fucking sound so I went in 
and before we went on stage the other actors were quite nervous and I was like I'm not because this is the first time like I don't have to think like I, I just have lines mm. do you know what I mean there's no I don't have to wait for the first laugh I don't have to oh yeah yeah you know I, I mean? know what you mean because yeah I, I script. Did, did a play there uh, uh, in Edinburgh the Shawshank thing and that was another thing yeah I don't have any pressure because I don't I'm not looking for a laugh yeah, yeah. there's no pressure here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's no pressure here at all uh, I know, know. It's amazing. I know it's it's acting's a piece of piss. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Tell me about Father Ted. How did you get into that? Were you uh, only in one episode of Father Ted? I only did one. Yeah. Isn't it mad that like? It is mad that to get so much. Yeah, uh, I suppose uh, it's because uh, it's repeated every twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, it's repeated all the time. I don't know. It's, it wasn't like that. I mean, for the first five years after it, it just seems to have got more and more and more like popular or more of a cult thing or yeah. something. I mean, uh, it's a bit weird. But anyway, that's what I get all the time. But like even um, each episode is so memorable. Or like, I remember you kicking the football. Yeah. I remember Graham Norton tr- dancing yeah. in the car. Like, I rem- you know, I remember them. I Which, yeah, it is amazing that the characters that came in that weren't the regular characters were still strong. Yeah. Like, Brendan Grace as well. Great, great character. You don't remember that character, yeah. do you? <laughs> I remember them all except well. the one you just mentioned there. Which guy? Oh, he was the, was he the Pope? He was, no, he was a kind of an evil uh, priest. Anyway, that doesn't matter. matter. And then there's uh, Pat Muster, the big thing, or whatever. Yeah, Bishop Brennan, obviously, he got kicked up the arse. Um, who was Bishop Brennan? Who's who's he? I don't know. Uh, he was an actor. I don't. Yeah, know. I think he was an actor. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's mad crack, mad. Do you um, ever, and I see, I notice well in a lot of clubs, it's like Father Ted night, and it's yeah, I know you and Pat McDonald, and it's a nice maybe Michael Redmond. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing the Bray Festival. I'm doing Bray, yeah, uh, and I'm doing a wrestling uh, night as well in the Tivoli. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not wrestling, but you're doing stand up at a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh my god, how's that gonna work? Do you have wrestling material? No, I don't know what's gonna happen. They want me to get involved in one of the fights, but they said it won't be physical. I just have to. Uh, <laughs> Annoy one of the wrestlers or something. I don't know. I think I think when he's going to hit someone with a chair, I pull the chair off him or something. Is this but what you call a corporate gig? Would you call this that a corporate gig? Uh, well, no. I think this is a regular wrestling night that they do once a month. It's comedy wrestling, though. It's funny wrestling. I don't know. I've never done it before. Okay. I'll report back to you when yeah, it's finished. Do. It could be shit. I don't know. <laughs> Tickets are selling well, so it probably isn't going to be. Because there's shit. some places uh, I'm, I'm uh, like that um, I'm learning. Uh, from hearing people talk that comedy just won't Oh well work. yeah corporate gigs yeah okay I mean I've done them it's where you're at a, an accountant's uh, Christmas dinner yes. or something like that yeah. yeah yeah. and they're pissed and, and they uh, don't want oh, you Oh I did uh, this is t- uh, unbelievable this wasn't actually a bad gig but uh, I used to do um, I shouldn't be saying this in front of my daughter anyway, but anyway I used to do this this uh, uh, river dance thing at the end uh, where I'd be wearing tights under my jeans right and um, and a little tight t-shirt under my shirt so then I'd kind of at the end I'd slag off Michael Flatley and then I'd go I can do better than him and I'd pull off my trousers and I'd have tights on and put my shirt and have this little tight t-shirt and I'd get flippers and goggles on and it was very subtle and uh, I'd I'd do a version of river dance but I'd always have to remember not to wear boxer shorts uh, under me tights, if you know what I mean, because it's better off having... Oh, yeah, 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 okay. But I didn't remember that this day, I don't know. And uh, I did the whole thing, uh, but the people at the front were really disgusted because I was like... You think that, well, uh, that's half, the bit that they noticed. Half my um, meat and two veg were hanging out and they were right beside the stage. Yeah, they should be paying extra for that. I know. Should, yeah. should be putting money in my knickers. That's what you should be doing. I should have walked I know. on stage with a load of five No, there's pounds, clubs in no. town yeah. where you pay a fortune. Yeah. To, but it was like a private lap dance I did, really, to be honest. But yeah, that was my shit. Yeah, but I hear they're uh, corporate. Like, yeah, they can't be shit. Yeah, I'm. I haven't. But had that's where the yet. money is. Yeah, that's the thing. I want. I want a corporate. Your PJ had, had a terrible. He was chased off stage at some corporate gig. Yeah, literally chased. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, and out, the out, out of the venue. He yeah. said at one gig it was going so badly they wanted him to do the stand up gig as Jake. <laughs> and he with was like, Jake, Jake's a guy with a newspaper yeah. and that goes. <laughs> 
They wanted him to do, do an hour of that. Yeah, they wanted him to do all his jokes in the Jake voice. And yeah. he was like, this is just going to be, this going to be shit. But he said the gig was going so badly that a guy, and he was still on the, he had a mic in his hand, which was live. Like, and yeah. the, a lad came over to him and was like, you have to go. <laughs> you have to he, go. he was in the middle of a joke. Like, yeah, he was there, yeah, what? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, this just isn't working. You have to leave the stage. I was like, yeah. I want. To, I still want a corporate gig. I think you're just paid to go and die in your hell, basically. Well, you can go and die in your hole and still get paid. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Just remember, it's nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not because you're a bad comedian. It's yeah. It's because they're a bunch of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> with loads of money to pay. But you should be able to, like, ideally, it would be great yeah. if you could do, write, like, a corporate set. Yeah, look, they're not all bad. Yeah. They're just the occasional nightmares. They're, yeah. It's usually because you're uh, badly lit or they can't hear you. They're or not they, interested. Or they're not interested. They're they night out. Yeah. And they've been probably doing team building all day, all that Colouring in and then we're forced and, on them. Yeah, and they're they're tired and they're pissed and yeah. they just want to talk. Yeah. And that's it. But, you know. How'd you get I, on the internet last night? Oh, brilliant, actually. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. I came up with new stuff not new a new way of delivering stuff physical stuff that really you know when something like that just happens yeah. and I was it was all to do with pointing and uh, it became silly and just Worked. started working so I'm going to hopefully hopefully it works again tonight because yeah. sometimes that just happens on the night and I you know, go yeah. oh I've got a new way of doing this and then you no, it was only good because I was so excited about yeah. it last night. I saw a comedian <laughs> like, once um, do, a jo- mm. do a joke and then he was like, oh, I've never, and it worked really well. And he's like, I've never told it like that before. And he's like, hold on. He took out his phone. I mm. thought it was part of the act, but he was writing in. On, st- while he was on still stage. On stage. He was writing in the, into his notes on his phone, the joke. <laughs> and it was actually so funny. It was so ridiculous that I thought it was. And it seemed part of the act. Part of the set. And I was like, that's gas. And he's like, yeah, I'm delighted now. I experienced that and I changed those bits and. He, he meant it like it was a legit It's thing. weird what you think is part of the act. I saw a guy in the Glee last, a uh, couple of weeks ago in, in Birmingham and he started going, oh, you don't like me, do you? And uh, it never works in Birmingham and there's no way I'm going to go well because look at you guys and look at the shirts you're wearing. You're not going to enjoy me. And I thought it was part of the act, but he was actually just having a meltdown on stage. Were people laughing? Yeah, because I think people thought that was part of the act as well. Yeah. But when he came off, I realised... Oh, he really was fucking. Yeah, he was just panicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never understand. Can you you kind of get the great thing about stand up, and I'm only learning this. Like, I'm only kind of getting my balls as I go. Do you mm. know? What I'm like, what can I get away with saying? Like, really? Yeah. You know, like, well, how far what? can I push it? Yeah. On stuff. Like, you know, I had jokes about abortion. Yeah. And like, sometimes I, I, I might try them tonight actually and see mm. because I, I'm like. I'd find I find it funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the weird thing because you can have these. Uh, you, 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 this is the kind of humor you'd have with your mates, and yeah. you'd all think that's funny. And then you go in front of an audience, and you go, "Oh shit!" And they don't really get that it's just having a laugh about yeah. it, or whatever. I think Irish audiences yeah. can be. Uh, maybe it's just the ones that I've met. Uh, like sometimes I've I've a joke about um, about pregnancy, and I'm like, "Oh, with the amount I drink, you've more chance yeah. of getting a healthy fetus out of Sellafield than you do getting out of me." Yeah. And it just gets like. Yeah. It kind of just sucks. And I keep doing it because I like kind of hearing the air suck out of the room sometimes. Because yeah. you're like, it's a bit, that's a bit of edge to it, I suppose. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even think that's, like, I don't think that's bad at all. Like, see that's bad. Yeah, no, no, no. And if you read it in a book or something, you'd go, that's funny, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? but they're like, Irish, Irish audiences definitely differ from UK in that sense really they can be very and I'm talking about young people like people yeah. in their 20s they can still conservative I think yeah I mean I'd be doing stuff I don't know whatever and um, I'd like to gig I'm going to start trying to gig in the UK this year yeah 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 you should I'd love to do that and yeah. I, I just go over and start doing open spots over there and yeah 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 um, build up that way yeah there's not that many clubs in Ireland really but no there's Two, maybe three. Yeah, kind of bit like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there seems to be a trillion comedians. There's fucking loads of them. Yeah, there should be a call, really. I think there should be a few. Should be regulated. There should be maybe 50 <laughs> <Taxis>. killed off. <laughs> there should be a season where you can shoot them. But there's loads more now, a, as in, like, 
I was talking to I don't know the Dave McSavage again and yeah. he was saying in his in his day which isn't over uh, obviously but yeah. when you know I suppose your generation of comedians mm-hmm. when you were doing the Carol's bus tour yeah there was like 12 of you cigarettes tour cigarettes there was tour. yeah there was feck all and uh, but every there was a lot of good comedians coming out it seemed like every new comedian was feckin' brilliant like you know they'd be like oh, who's this guy Tommy Tiernan oh he's brilliant then there's Jason Byrne they all seem to be what the yeah. fuck yeah but for a long time there wasn't any new act but I think they're coming through now again strong acts strong yeah there seems to be and like a yeah. lot of there's a lot of us yeah so I'm shitting it <laughs> I'll be sitting in that chair yeah I know this yeah. time next year Joe I know I'll be wearing the headphones fuck man I'm, I'm fucked that's my daughter there she, I, I won't have money to put <laughs> you through college you need to eat the rest of that pancake because you didn't finish the pancake the crepe you're not going to finish it Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, listen, we, well, thanks for coming in, Joanne. No props. Thanks for having it me It was in. brilliant crack. I love this room. It's daddy. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a nice little... Are they really... Do those things really work in... Like, to sound keep the sound in? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. You'll have to ask the people who are the other side of that wall. The professionals. <laughs> if there is anyone. There are probably pigeons out there. I don't know. Gorgeous view. Yeah. Thanks a million. No props. Thank you. Well, that was Joanne McNally there. Um, uh, next week, I'll be putting out the live. We did a live podcast in the Stag's Head with Thomas Walsh and John Connors. Um, um, that was brilliant crack. And I'm going to do it on a monthly basis now. Um, it will be in the Stag's Head on the last Wednesday of every month. I have no idea who I have next month because I haven't even thought about it yet because I've been bloody busy uh, but I will keep you informed and uh, so if you like the podcast please give a star rating on iTunes and um, give me a tweet I'm Joe Rooney one or contact me on the website www.joerooneycomedian.com yes and uh, I'd like to uh, thank uh, uh, Andrew Mangan for producing and uh, there are more podcasts on Castaway Media if you go on the website there's not now Kato 738am and a few more as well uh, so keep listening and thanks for um, all the feedback I'll talk to you next week um, we'll put out the live podcast then so yeah thanks a lot see ya bye Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.